I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello, my name's Chris Paul, and I am the CEO and founder of Man on Inverclyde, a mental health charity based in Greenock in the west of Scotland. And we're bringing you this message today to raise awareness of mental health and raise awareness of our charity and how we can maybe support you, your friends or your loved ones if you need it. Now, we started off as a suicide prevention charity and we're continuing that mission. We want to break the stigma attached to mental health. We want to break the stigma attached to men's mental health and I know that a lot of men will be listening to this podcast so please get in touch with us via Man on Inverclyde on social media and um, you'll find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. If you're not on social media and you want to get in touch with us via email just type in support at manoninverclyde.com our landline here is 01475-910258. So yeah, get in touch with us if you're struggling with your own mental health or you're concerned about a friend or a family member. One of our staff members are volunteers here to support you. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to the Gallant Few Rangers podcast. My name's Colin McDuff and I'm absolutely delighted to be back talking about Rangers after a long, long international break. I know it's the same amount of calendar days each time, but by God, they get longer and longer, especially when there's so much on the line for your club. Here to um, talk about Rangers coming back with a bang. Um, First game back at home to Celtic in the league. We've got a stellar lineup starting off with Davy Pollock. Davy, how are you? I'm good, Colin. Hello, guys. It's uh, it's good to be back. And the international breaks, as you said, seem to get longer and longer. The only game of football that I've watched since uh, we last played was the game at Ibrox on Saturday, which I which I attended. Uh, <clears throat> the internationals passed me by, wish straight past my head. I just stood international football. I wouldn't. Uh, if they were playing in Stanieburn Juniors, I wouldn't go watch them. Well, I've I've done one more than you. I was at the game on Saturday, also with, with follow follow. But I also watched. Um, <laughs> I also watched. Do you remember a shot at glory uh, that Alan McCoy started? Yeah. I think that counts. Um, that's more thrilling than international football. So that was a step up. Uh, also joining us, um, live for the Green Man, Mason Stewart. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, Colin. Um, hello, boys. Um, yeah, thanks for having me back on. Um, international break, as you've just touched on, absolute killer. 
Uh, it feels like the longest build-up to an old firm game, um, and the nerves are just building every day. But you know, looking forward to uh, to the game Sunday, uh, and yeah, I think you know we're going to touch on it. But it's it's a must-win for me. Mason, that's interesting. I mean, England are fairly decent in the old game of football. So is it still the same for you that it's it just drags in? Yeah, exactly that, mate. Um, you know, it's just just dragging on. Um, it's absolutely dragging on this this international break, but. You know, um, I'm, I'm the same as David. I'm not really one for for in, uh, internationals. Um, I don't know about a shot of glory, though, Colin. I don't know. That's a bit too far. That film's pants, mate. <laughs> I tell you what, man. Um, the highlight is Robert Duvall's terrible Scottish accent. It is fucking bogging. Um, but last but not least, joining us from the continent, David Tomlinson. How are you, mate? Yeah, fine, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Uh, I wasn't interested in a international week the same as everybody else the only thing was I think it was good for maybe give the Rangers players a bit of rest get some injuries cleared up although it seems that we've got a big injury on the on the uh, horizon and which was probably worse than any other injury we've had up to now but uh, I didn't even know the results until today I thought I better look the results up for the Scotland results up in case MD talks about it so I didn't even know the results until today Davey, I love that. You've really gone into the gallon, gallon few way of thinking. About a last-minute prep, last-minute Googling, fuck, I've got a pod in 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, I, I'm doing a wee bit more studying than that. That was, that was just the Scotland result. <laughs> <laughs> Happy days. So let's kick off then, gents. Um, a few things to talk about before we look ahead at Sunday. Um, Davey Park, we'll start with you. Worst possible timing, um, building up to an old firm game. The players will be really deflated that the holiday to Australia has been cancelled. Um, what's your thoughts on today's news? Uh, I'm, I'm expecting a rush of uh, speedos on eBay, so I, I'm not sure I'd be the, the right size. I'd, so, no, absolutely delighted to hear that. We'd be surprised for us today. It, it was just a daft idea, but uh, the, the, I think the board have come to their senses. God bless them. So it was just good, reassuring that Stuart does incoming calls because, you know, I, I was beginning to uh, get concerned that my emails actually weren't arriving at the other ends. But so, yeah, good. We, we should not be aligning ourselves to that crowd. So, no, absolute result. And uh, hopefully the contempt for them continues on Sunday. Amen to that. Mason, I think uh, a lot's been spoke about the protest and the method of protest, and uh, you know, I think that was that was causing a bit of division amongst the Rangers supporters. When in actual fact, we were all very much united in being against the Sydney Cup. So I think it's going to be massive having a full Ibrox cheering the team on in the same manner, all united uh, for Sunday. I think it's huge. No, it is definitely. Um, I think the timing's perfect. Um, I was, you know, desperate for uh, for the news to come through this week because um, we didn't want that sort of hanging over us uh, on Sunday. As you said, the crowd. I think, you know, now with the, the allocation, um, well, hardly any allocation for the, for the away fans. I think the home advantage is is so big. Um, we see, you know, that for the last Old Firm game and the one we won back in um, back in August, I think. So you know we, we need we need Ibrox to be like it was you know for the the two European games just gone we need to really get behind the players and uh, you know um, I think you know cancelling the friendly um, at this time was was a really good decision. Yeah. 
David Tomlinson. Um, I think if we, I know you were against the friendly as well, um, so you'll be delighted it's it's been cancelled. In the board statement, they said it was down to um, the organisers no fulfilling commercial commitments. Blah blah blah. I, I don't think, regardless of whatever happened, the board will never go to come out and say we've backed down because the fans don't like it. But either way. I don't think we can get too caught up in what the statement says. The big thing is, it's been cancelled. Well, that's funnily enough, that's the way I was thinking that everybody's been talking about the during the week about giving Putin a way to back out of the situation he's in. And I thought, is exactly the same thing? The Rangers, Rangers board are looking for a way to get out of their war with the, with the supporters. Um, but um, no, I'm really glad it's out. And uh, as everybody says, it's a great time. And just in front of this, the Celtic game and uh, well I don't know what will happen now they'll probably just bring another team but I'm not interested in the Sydney Cup anymore so we'll scrape that one off the board I mean we're not we're not going to be short of offers for friendlies um, in terms of in terms of the name we carry and we're not really short of supporters across the globe um, Rangers could be playing Rutherland Glen Cairn in Australia and there'll still be thousands of fans going to see them that game. Uh, it doesn't really matter. Um, I think that's a good one. I, th- I mean, I, I think the board should still consider going to Australia and, and playing other teams there. That, that, there would be certainly nothing with that. And I might even go if it's near enough uh, <laughs> near enough a place that, well, I, I must admit that this summer's a wee bit too early for me. But... Um, no, if it's next year, I would I would go and even try and watch them. But um, no, glad it's glad it's in. I hope we get other friendlies over there. It'd be nice to go over there and give the supporters over there something to do. Chance to see a team. No, spot on. Um, I mean, we've got fans across the globe. Both <laughs> Davy and Mason can test, testify that it's um, it'll be a hard uh, it'll be a hard watch watching from afar at times. So the chance for Rangers fans across the world to see Rangers is great, just not in that manner. Um, only downside, um, I've got 500 tennis balls. I was looking to sell on Sunday, so if MD is looking for a, a wee game or two, I've got plenty of balls. Just give me a shout. So, well, funny thing here was if I can just come in. Oh, there was no blooming toilet rolls in the shops at the weekends. So I was thinking, are all the Rangers supporters here in Holland? <laughs> can you imagine if this protest started at the start of the pandemic? What the fuck would they be throwing? Because there was any, wasn't there any toilet rolls at the start of the pandemic. Throw newspapers. <laughs> Aye, well, it's about the best use you can get after the newspapers up here, to be fair. Paper aeroplanes. Aye. <laughs> so, any of the actual football, David Park, um, big, we've had several players out in uh, international duty and we'll probably come to each one as we talk about the team selection that we won for Sunday. Massive news as Alfredo Morelos Went away with Colombia, didn't feature. They said it was due to injury, and he, there was a picture circling about today. He's on crutches. It doesn't look too good, does it? Uh, Alfredo would certainly be a big loss. There's no doubt about that. Eh? He's a he's one he's our talisman. Uh, so I mean, if he's coming back in crutches, I seen some reference to the the fact that the, the photo may not be genuine or not. I mean, I, and I never looked in any detail. But Geo will just have to assess the squad. You know, when they return, they'll all be in uh, up at Auchenhowie tomorrow. Uh, have a look at who's 
who's fit, just to declare, you know, where they are, and then he needs to make sense of it from this. But I'm sure we have a the strength of squad that should see us uh, take a, a team out on Sunday and, and do do that other lot. So if Alfredo's not making it, then Kemar Roof has to step up. So it's if he's if he's not available, we just take it on the chin and we go with the guys we've got. So it's it's not a uh, so Gio's got his work cut out. I'm hoping that he'll have drawn some lessons from his last encounter and, and where that took us. So no, I'm 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 confident. You know, we've got the resources here to do this. So it's it's game on for me. No, Mason, I can't agree with Davey even more. Um, a Rangers should be confident enough with the players they have. Came out of we know when he's when he's fit and available. Such a talent, but. B, that I think Rangers have kind of used up the excuses this year as well, so I'm not really interested. That I mean, that we could be starting with Alex Lowry up front on Sunday, and I'd still be expecting a result because it's it's never, never. It really is. Um, how are you feeling about Kemar Roof? Or I suppose if you fancy Cedric Eaton, I, I suppose. Um, I, I actually highly doubt. How are you feeling about that on Sunday? Um, no, look. Yeah, I don't know about Itten, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I did see someone post that earlier and I thought, I oh, have no chance. Um, I think he's well out of the picture. But, but you know, I think Roof's a little bit... I've seen some comments about Roof recently I, I, I would disagree with. I think the game where he played, um, the, the last time he started for us, I think, was was at, was at Parkhead and he, he was injured for a while and, you know, he, he didn't get a lot of football before then. He was sort of thrown in because he, cause he had to. Um, or else wasn't back in, in time from... Uh, Columbia, I think at the time. So um, you know, and and it, you know, that game, the the way we set up, it was just all wrong for him. He didn't do himself justice. But what I've what I've noticed, Ruth, in the last couple of weeks when he's come on, he's looked really sharp. Um, and we're going to need him to be in that that form again Sunday. Um, I, you know, if Morelos is out and and it looks like he's going to be, um, we need to change it a little bit with Ruth. Um, for me, we'd have to get Ramsey um, closer to him. Um, but you know, Roof. If you give Roof half a yard in the box, if they give Roof half a yard in the box, he, you know, seeing last season he scored two goals against them, really good finishes. So um, no, I'm more than confident with Roof. I think uh, Sunday's game uh, at Ibrox is completely different to the one at, one at Parkhead. Um, the Morelos, yeah, it'd be a big blow. I, I'm kind of looking at him the two Braga games. Um, I think he'll be a bigger miss in them too, to be honest, in Europe. But but Roof can come in and um, it's not just about Roof, it's about, you know, the whole team. Um, we've seen, you know, the last old firm game, the performance from, you know, all of them, uh, bar Ryan Jack in the second half was, was, was really poor. So I'm expecting a reaction from from every single one of them. And, and as you just touched on there, Colin, you know, it's, it's we're, not, we're not bust Sunday for me. Um, a point's no good to us either. As David T, I'll come to you next. Um, you know, what your thoughts on the team selection and I suppose what's your thoughts on this this idea that I'm given that is, um, you know, it's do or die kind of thing. I do genuinely think uh, the reason I don't have any issues with Kemal Roof coming in, I know Kemal Roof probably relies on the rest of the team a bit more than Alfredo Morelos, but if Rangers are serious about winning anything, this is a game that the full team turns up and I, I do have this over this feeling I can't shake that the winner on Sunday goes on to win the league. I've got to agree with you on that. Um, six points ahead. With the goal difference, it's actually probably seven points uh, you can count. Uh, in six games, is a hell of a lot to pull back. So I think it's a worst-man game. I'm going to differ from, from you. 
I'm going to say I would prefer Sakala up front. And I'll tell you why. is because Celtic play high defence and also a very square defence. And Sakala, I think, with his speed, he would run through the two of the centre-backs just with water running through a, a colander. So I, I really think that uh, Sakala's the way to go. As we've seen Roof at Parkhead, and although I must admit he wasn't getting any service, he was he was just getting balls punted up to him and, uh, yeah, see if he can do anything with that. But um, I really think, uh, I, I think, I think he'll be easier to mark out the game than a Sakala would. And that's why I'll go for Sakawa instead of uh, instead of Roof. You know, I'm, I've been kind of torn with Sakawa. Starting like, every time he comes on, I feel like he comes on for the bench. I feel like we need to start starting him some more. Every time I, I start, every time we start him, I feel he's an impact player. And it's that uh, always. I think I've said a few times on here. I feel like he's falling into that natural novo category where he's just having impact off the bench. And you, great teams um, have players like that. Alex Ferguson had only done a scroll shire in that mode, and like he played his part. Um, I don't know. I just I feel like if you're chasing something or you you need to inject a bit of energy, Sakala is the perfect sub. It's just um, I, I think he, he looked so lightweight at Parkhead last time. Can I put that question then back to you? Is Roof not the same? Is Roof uh, not an impact player? Because I've not really seen him playing great when he's started from the beginning either. No, no, that's, that's a really fair point. It pushed right back to me. I think the difference with Roof is he, he had credit in the bank with what we, how we've seen him start games before. And I think we, I think he's a more rounded player than Sakala. Obviously, Sakala's got pace to burn, but Roof, he's... He's a lot stronger than what people give him credit for. He's much, uh, he's much more comfortable on the ball. He's a really neat passer of the ball and a terrific finisher. Um, that's why I would go with Ruth personally. I would, I would think that the pace that Sakala has would certainly be a threat to them. However, my wee concern about all that would be that I would think Kemar Ruth would be a, a better finisher than Sakala. I think Sakala would get four chances and score one. Uh, I think if Kemar Roof gets four chances, he'll do better than that. So, I think it's, it really kind of hangs on where the how the midfield play. If we're creating chances, then uh, I think it will be Kemar Roof will be perfectly adequate to see this mob off. So, it's about getting chances into the box. Uh, I think I mean this game is going to be won in midfield. I'm fully believe that. So it depends uh, how, and I, I think the the midfield I've got written down is how to have Jack and Lundstrom sitting uh, in front of the defence, and Arebo, uh, Ramsey, and Kent playing in front of them. So that's that would be my midfield. Um, I don't think I think Kamara makes too many mistakes coming out of defence, um, and I think Celtic will be pushing right onto him because they know he is. He does. He, that's in him. And I, I, I just worry about him. Uh, the last game, he, he made two mistakes. It caused two goals. So um, I, I don't think Kamara will get... I, I, think I would prefer Lundstrom to Kamara, I think. David Pollock, um, I completely agree with, with David T there. And with that, with that midfield, um, for me, it'd be Jack and Lundstrom, 
with either Aribo or Ramsey. Uh, but I, w- I want to ask your thoughts on how important are Jack and Lundstrom going to be? Because uh, I, I think I should be a, they should be in the team when fit every day of the week. Absolutely crucial, crucial. And, and, and as I said, you know, the, the midfield is going to be so important on Sunday. So uh, Ryan Jack, John Lundstrom in there, you know, ball-winning tackles, which we never managed at Parkhead, where we seemed to give the ball away repeatedly. And, and any time we did take possession, five seconds later, we'd lost it. So they're absolutely going to be crucial for us to uh, get get moving up the park. I, I, I'm going to be uh, completely reckless here and say I would go with Ramsey uh, in midfield uh, because I think he will have... I mean, you, we've just watched him play, you know, World Cup qualifying tie. So, you know, the guy is, is at the required level. Joe Rebo, for me, is, you know, if you were to have a vote in the first half of the season, Joe Rebo could possibly be player of the year. Since he's returned from the Af- AFCON thing, you know, you would say, what's Joe contributed to, to, to the cause in, in that time? So... Play the players and the guys who are in form, go the guys. And when it, I mean, it's probably a toss up between Joe and Ramsey, but in terms of quality of player, I go with Ramsey. Well, I, I think you're both again about Scott Arfield as well, who, you know, when Arfield, when he has been off the boil, to be fair, he's only, any game he's been off the boil, the full team have been off the boil. So it might be Ramsey and Arfield. Um, you know, we can have that combination, one of them sitting yeah. in with Jack and Lundstrom. Um, that would be a good call Colin for me is uh, get Scott Arfield you know Scott Arfield knows an old firm game he knows what's required so he, he kind of knows the hesitate to use the words culture but he, he gets what's at stake and, and, and you know in their faces you, you've seen him in previous games so yeah Scott Arfield's fit and, and, and raring to go I would have yeah Ramsey and Arfield maybe that would be the perfect uh, you know complementary pair and that uh, Scott sets Scott Arfield will be a Rottweil and uh, Ramsey will be Zinedine Zidane. <laughs> so, no, I can see with that three in midfield, Jack wants some Arfield with the rest going further forward. I think that's what you're describing there, Davy P, that we, you know, we need to win this battle first and foremost, but the three of them can absolutely play football. Um, and they're fine footballers when they, but they've got that trait that we all love in Rangers midfield as well. They'll choose they're able to win the individual battle first and foremost and do the dirty part of the game. Mason, I know you watched uh, the Wales game uh, midweek, uh, last week, sorry. Um, Ramsey played well by all accounts. Um, I think this really is his time to shine. Um, if this, this is a game that you coming for Juventus to Rangers. You're not really looking forward to Rangers, Dundee. You're looking forward to this game, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. Um, I thought he had a, a good game for Wales the other night. You can see him getting um, his fitness is getting getting a little bit sharper. Um, what what Ramsey bring will bring to us, I think. Um, and I think he's, I wouldn't play him off the right um, where he's played recently. I play him, you know, through the middle um, where where Wales play him. Um, he's he's the best, probably one of the best midfielders in Britain at a third man run at getting at arriving in the box. For me, well, he has been. We see him at Arsenal, and then you know his goal-scoring record. So we need to get him in that position, arriving in the box. And there's something about him making his debut at you know starting debut at Ibrox if he if he plays Sunday um, against them. These are the games he's been brought in for. This is why we're paying the money to, to you know to to get him in, get him fit for these games. So I'll be 
you know, gobsmacked if he's not starting to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, he did he did have a good game for Wales. He always does. Um, so hopefully he can bring that um, to us. But I feel like he's been getting there. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't play Arfield um, at the weekend, uh, and I definitely wouldn't play him with Ramsey. It's one or the other for me, just because I think they're both one pace. They haven't got that that burst of pace and. Uh, and I know we've got to concentrate on what we can do. We've got to go and give Celtic something to think about Sunday. But they, you know, the way they play. I don't know if you you guys watched the the Bodo uh, game when 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 they beat Celtic three one. Um, they stopped their press really well when Celtic pressed us like they did at Parkhead. Bodo Glimp just popped it round them, and, and, and Tavernier and, and uh, Bassi will be key at that. And I think a rebo, I'd play a rebo off the right. Um, I think he, he's best equipped um, for that. But again, I do agree, agree with Davey P that he's been a little bit off the boil. But from what we've got options-wise in there, I think that, that Ramsey in the attacking role and then um, Arebo just off the right would be would be my shot. David Thomason, the last word I, I was really coming on Ramsey, what's really impressed me, and I, I really do look looking at the kind of the, the human emotional side of the game. I think Ramsey was there's a bit of a element of maybe a prima donna here because um he looked previously for Juventus he would never play unless hundred percent fit. He's not been fully fit for Rangers, but I think the attitude he's showed when he's been at these places like Dundee and in not the most glamorous places, he's he's put in the right amount of effort. But the I really like the news that came out during the week there that he he asked to, to strip a meaningless game for Wales, and usually he'd run through a brick wall to just play a minute for his international team. I, I find that very small, and I might be looking too much in there, but that was telling me that he's up for Sunday. No, I think um, that, that's a, a great thing, that if, he's, if he's going to give up playing for Wales, for because at the end of the day, they, they won't look what games he's missed, they'll just look how many caps he's got, and uh, that's, a, no, that's a real nice thing for him to say and to do. But you've got to think as well, the guy oozes class, he might not be totally fit, but the guy just oozes class, he finds room that no other play, players can find, and I think that's going to be really big in, at the weekend, Sunday. Um, um, I, I don't agree with the Arfield point of it because I, I think Arfield's ball control isn't good enough. Celtic are going to be on top of him. Joe Aribo, if he's got his velvet uh, boots on, the, the ball sticks to it, or Velcro, um, then he's far better with, with the ball than, uh, than Arfield. Arfield normally, once he gets the ball, it, it bounces about two metres off him every time, so no, definitely, definitely go with Arable. We've, we've got to, we've got to give players that can hold the ball, play the ball, and make it stick up front. If we don't make the ball stick up front, we're going to be in trouble. And I, I think um, Arable can do that far better than than uh, Arfield can. But and uh, I would have Ramsey in the middle. By the way, I, I don't know where Davy was thinking that Ramsey was going out to the right. I don't, I don't know, but. Um, no, I'd have said Ramsey Central, you know, somewhere where he's uh, Im- making the maximum influence that he can in play, you know. So he is, he is the, the conduit between, you know, Lundstrom, Jack and, and our forward line. So he's the guy who will play it around the corner first time to your toe. Yeah, yeah. So but that's the kind of quality I'll be looking for. Yeah. No, well, I would agree with you there then. Uh, definitely of uh, 
have have Ramsey in the middle and uh, no Kent obviously would be out in the left wing. Uh, uh, some amount of pressure on the four years of putting in Aaron Ramsey. By the way, I hope he doesn't listen to this and get stage right. Um, David, uh, uh, coming going back to the back four, then we've kind of started this team as well. We started with a striker and worked our way back. Um, Mason spoke about how important James Tavernier and Calvin Bassey are going to be. Great to see Calvin Bassey get game time for Nigeria. I know it's um, this old club over country. As a Rangers fan, um, uh, you know, I don't want him to play in international football. As a Calvin Bassey fan, I'm fucking delighted for him. Um, he's he's came on leaps and bounds this year. But um, I think there's, there's absolutely no doubt that if both these players um, turn up, then it's it's going to be going to be crucial to how we play, and especially going forward and hitting Celtic in the break, because that's one thing about Celtic, rightly or wrongly, they're going to try and attack us, and our full-backs are going to be so important on Sunday. Absolutely, you know, we, I think as you said, you know, we can't, we're not going out there to rely on Ramsey to do everything for us. It's going to be a, a collective here. So, uh, you know, from James Tavernier Bassey, one one of the the wee uh, silver linings to the international clouds for me is that, you know, the likes of Calvin Bassey gets exposure to different environments, different stadiums, you know, so it's kind of adding to his experience and different setups and and hopefully makes him a more confident, you know, rounded player, which he then brings back to our club, you know, so that's the benefit of international football and for Calvin Bassey anyway, you know, but, but the big man's been a revelation uh, this year, you know, so, and it's, I think it's going to be they have the ability, but we, we have to get the attitude correct and it's going to have to be from the word go. You know, we, we don't take 20 minutes. We don't wait until we concede the first goal before we say, hold on, we're in a contest here. Gio has to make sure that when those boys go out there, we know we're in it from the word go. And that's going to be so important for me because, as I said at the start, we have the, the, the squad. We have the squad. We have the players. Let's just go out and do it. You know, so we've got nothing to fear from them. You know, and 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 I'm hoping that we will. And and the reason, you know, I would, I can hanker after Arfield, and I can I perfectly understand, you know, why you would be voicing, you know, alternatives. But Scott Arfield is, uh, you know, McGregor's never going to be chasing uh, Scott Arfield and shouting in his ear, "You're a shite bag," because that's just not going to happen. So there's 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 that element to the game, and. Uh, and if Joe Rebo, obviously, as, as David has pointed out, you know, brings a far better touch, you know, he, he will, uh, you couldn't get the ball off him in a, in a phone box. So, but it's sometimes it's about the attitude that you bring to these matches. So it's, it's, uh, a, it's the occasion as much as anything. It's a very good problem to have and, and very two different options. It's it's a good headache for Joe. He's looking at, do I want to add somebody in for the fight or do I want to add somebody in to go play go out play them um, and whatever they add to the team it, it's two very options and it might end up being that we see both of these guys playing different different parts of the game on Sunday um, very good option to have and it's not something we've always had in past years a lot of the times especially in the early years under Gerard, all the subs were like for like but we've got, we've got so many players especially in midfield um, to front we've only spoke about Stephen Davis yet who I don't think he'd start on Sunday but that's another completely different option so I think it's a good headache for Gio to have and Glenn Kamara I mean we haven't even yes Glenn uh, Kamara hi 
penciled him in. And, and his track record in old firm games is actually very good. You know, he's, he's, he has uh, turned in some really good performances. So, but uh, I suppose that's why Gio gets the big bucks. He's going to have to make the decisions. He's going to have to make call the plays. And uh, and we'll just have to roar our heads off and uh, get behind them. Absolutely. Mason, speaking about headaches, Connor Golson's going to start. By bad and disaster, he's going to start on Sunday. Who does Gio take to start alongside him? Obviously, I'm here with my ABBA CD and my IKEA meatballs. You know wholeheartedly who I would have in the team every day of the week. What are you thinking? I'll be Balogun. Uh, I, think, I think it has to oh, be Balogun. <laughs> no, you know I'm I'm Holanda's, uh biggest fan. Uh, you know I think he's 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 a he's a top centre half, but he just he needs games. Um, and uh, when he has come in, he hasn't looked himself. But you know he ha- he has had a really bad injury. So, but to be fair, Balogun, I, I think Balogun. Um, you know since he's come in, I think he's done really well. The problem is with Balogun, he plays Sunday, and then we're asking him to go and do it again on Thursday, and that's when he picks up injuries and 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 he's out for a couple of weeks. So. But yeah, Balogun, I thought he, he was um, the man of the match at, at Ibrox. He played right back uh, back in August against them. I thought he was brilliant. Um, and he, he gets up for these games. So I think even the second half when he came on at Parkhead, Balogun, he made such a difference. Um, so yeah, he, he, him for me with uh, Goldson. Um, and I think I think we've all pretty much picked the same team. Maybe one one player would differ. But I think the team kind of picks himself. I'm glad all, all, all four of us have said not a back five um, because that's something... Um, maybe if we're too too up, you know, and uh, you know, go to sort of that's something we can adapt to, which is, which is always good. But you know, I think the main thing Sunday is we know they only play one way. They're going to come out the blocks. We know exactly what's going to happen. They're going to come flying out. They win games at half at half time. That's what they've done this season. They go and get a goal five minutes later. It's two 0 Then they look to go and get another one. So we're talking about Sakala earlier, Arfield, Davis, Kamara. If they if we can stay in the game or take the lead and they're coming out as second half and we're bringing on Sakala off the bench, he's paced Davis to come on, Kamara to come on. It's great options um, for us. And, uh, you know, but I do think, you know, coming back to it, this game will be one or loss in midfield. And I look at our midfield and I definitely believe that we've got a better midfield than, they have, than, than them, definitely. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. David Thomason, are you confident on Sunday? Yeah, very confident. I think, as I say, I think we've got the better midfield. Um, So I think we'll win. And once found for sure, we're far better looking team than they are. 
because if you look at their team, <laughs> they couldn't get an uglier lot. When you start when you start with heart and goal with his neck, about he looks like a giraffe. And then you've got the baldy guy up front up front with the Japanese guy. <laughs> so uh, no, we've definitely won for looks anyway, but I hope we beat them at football as well. I don't hope we beat them at football. I'm definitely confident we'll beat them with football as well. With or without Morelos, by the way. Yeah, I do agree with you there, ugly fuckers, but I'll know going that too much because there's a reason this podcast is audio only. Um, so it's, <laughs> I don't want to be pot kettle black. I'm, I'm hardly, hardly an Adonis. I'm hardly an Aaron Ramsey myself. By the way, see, fucking, um, I think most of us know my, my girlfriend is one of them. Um, we all have our faults. Um, but fucking, I was actually getting a bit jealous when watching Sky Sports News when Rangers signed Aaron Ramsey. She said, oh, I can see. I was like, hey, fuck off you. Go back to you. <laughs> hey. Go, 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 go. Well, I'm going to have to go with uh, Mason's call here in terms of uh, you know, all matters Sweden because, you know, I think you know, ABBA, Volvos, Meatballs and Holland are all pretty much overrated, so I'm going with uh, Balligan. Yeah, plenty of pace, and you know, Hollander's is a good player, but I think he's uh, hasn't quite found his feet since he's reappeared. So, I would go with uh, Leon and see it out. Aye, uh, and I know uh, that's probably a trail uh, for you because I know David Thomas is a big fan of Balogun over Hollander, and know what. If Balogun starts on Sunday, even though I, I always prefer Hollander, I have no issues what centre-half pairing turn up because I'm really confident in how in how, how well our partnership Balogun and Golson have formed the last few uh, few months. Um, and I, I guess it's a completely different issue if Balogun starts on Sunday, what do we do for Thursday? But I think that's probably something that we, we deal with on Thursday as and when it comes. Um, but no, it's... Uh, so I just see when we talk about this game and we're all feeling good and we're all we're all confident going in. I just wish it was I wish it was in an hour's time. Honestly, the Sunday seems so far away. Um, kind of moving on to the um, the other news that's been happening um, before we wrap up for the next fifteen minutes or so, gents. Uh, Mason, I'll come to you first. Rangers had the Legends game um, at Sat on Saturday. Did you manage to see any of that? Yeah, watched it back um, Saturday night. Um, couldn't watch it live. Uh, it was out Saturday, but but managed to watch it uh, in the evening. Um, and it was a it was a good watch. My my favourite player, uh, Shotter Avalardi, a great header. Uh, we had a bit of a stinker to be fair, but it was a great header. Um, yeah, no, I, I always like watching them. You know, bring back memories. Even Ferguson, uh, you can tell he's sort of carrying a knot, but he's just got that swagger. Um, even even it is a didn't he? Um, you can just tell he, he's a player. Uh, by the way, can we sign up Sasa Papach? Because he looks like he could come and do a job. Get rid of Barisic and get Papach in as backup. By the way, <laughs> Sasa Papach playing centre-half. I hated Papach at centre-half all the way through the Le Guin tenure. And then I'm like, why the fuck did he not play there every week? It was phenomenal. Yeah, he, he, you know, he was, he was, as we've said, so underrated for us. Um, no, it was good. It was good. It was nice. Obviously, see Gascon on the pitch as well. Um, no, really good day. Um, wish you know, wish wish I was able to sort of get up for it because um, it, it looked like a good atmosphere as well. But you know, all for a good cause. Absolutely, and just on show Adelaide there. Um, quick story. Um, I was in the <laughs> obviously I was in the the press area for a follow follow, and um, the guy Craig I was with, um, we're both kind of going about getting the buzz in and watching the teams warm up. 
and he nudges me. He's like, here, look behind you. And it's Shota and Velazzi's twin. He's like, I'm going to get a picture. And before I say that, he shouts, Shota, Shota. <laughs> and his twin's trying to explain. Shota's down there. He's like, aye, photo, mate, photo. <laughs> so there's me taking a photo of this guy and Shota and Velazzi's twin. I didn't have the heart to tell him, but Mark Dingwall <laughs> did. <laughs> he's like, I will. Twitter won't know that. So he's put it up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> can I just say, say can I just say one thing in that the, the average of goal did you see the way he hovered in mid-air it was absolutely brilliant like a gazelle it, it was like a hurricane jump jet it was really I, I couldn't believe the way he just hovered there and then headed it into the net absolutely brilliant just staying with you David um, I know um, you're one or two years older than me um, so I, I don't quite Remember the the hype of Gascoigne, um, seeing him in his prime. Um, obviously deeply, deeply troubled over the last few years. Um, he's not had his troubles to seek. Um, he got the last five minutes, got um, got a goal with a bit of bit of help from the opposition, shall we say? Um, but that just felt like an absolute, you know, a bit of a comeback for a man who who just really really needed um his his day in the sun and it's nice to see him back getting healthy, getting better. It was it was a really emotional end eh? Yeah, it was brilliant. Um yeah, even when he was sitting waving to the crowd, uh, the television he he noticed the television was on him uh, at one point and he was sitting waving to, to everybody on the on the big televisions. It was really a good good moment and I think he really enjoyed himself. Uh, I thought he was going to miss the goal right enough. I thought <laughs> I thought uh, he's going to, he's missed kicked it and put it past the post, but he didn't. And then you know, he better help with the keeper. I think right enough, but that's <laughs> that's uh, the way they, they, these games go. And I really think it was good good for him. And uh, the, the, the thing I remember about Gascoigne, the, I remember he was playing. I think it was against Hibs. It was a game I was at because obviously I, I was abroad then, so. I, I didn't. We didn't have Rangers TV and things like that when when he when he was playing, so I wasn't right up to date with things like that. But I was at one game against Hibs, and the the referee had dropped his yellow card, and Gascoigne picked it up, and he gave the referee. He took it to the referee, and he held it up in front of his face, and the referee booked him. Nah, it was absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. That was one of the funny. That was one of the funny things I thought that I remember Gas going for. Apart from his brilliant football, which he was, he broke my heart right enough when he when he scored for Scotland against Scotland and put us out the World Cup. Broke my heart that day. I lay in bed for about an hour greeting that day. I think. Ah, well, <laughs> I'm sure you forgive him now, but it was so it was so good to see that you know that side the guys are coming through again. I mean, as soon as he comes on the park, he gets a one-two off Pedro Mendes, and then for some reason he just fakes a dive like he's doing like a penguin dive in the middle of the park, and it was just it was great to see him back in good form. Uh, David Park, I know you were there on Saturday, um, so talk to us about the game itself and the the day all in all because it was a good atmosphere for about half twelve onwards at Ibrox that day. Oh yeah, glorious sunshine gone. It was uh, fantastic. The the strips were out in force, you know, so we had uh, uh, every decade was represented, you know, with a uh, it was a sea of blue. It was uh, it was fantastic. The the crowd outside at that fan zone thing, which I didn't attend, I only walked past it, but it was absolutely heaving. But uh, it was good to see the, the players on the pitch, and and you know I think as I as I sent the the message and, and the WhatsApp that you could recognise the players just by the way that they moved. You know, like Sasa, you know, he does that wee 
in step past that he does. And and Barry Ferguson, you know, who walks up with his head up and his chest at uh, and Big Albert surprised me as to you know the, the the level of touch he had because you could see that if this guy was uh, if we could get him fit, I think he'd be playing on Sunday. So it would be uh, like and and you see that they had the shot at goal which the keeper caught under the bar. But Big George, but you could see it. Oh, some of the other players, you know, didn't age quite as well. But I would say the the thing about what Gascoigne appeared, and you know, having seen Paul Gascoigne play with Rangers loads of times. What my abiding memory of Gascoigne was that when Gaza was on the pitch, the opposition were terrified of him, you know, and, and that was seen by the, the, the supporters would richly abuse him, you know, and they would sing all sorts of shit about him. But that was their kind of backhanded compliment to Gascoigne. Gascoigne terrified them. They, they knew that he was the man who they had to stop. And and especially with with that other lot, you know, and, and when Gascoigne is playing, of course, he's absolutely in his pomp, you know, playing against them, you know, and and, and some of the other, uh, you know, the, the Diddy teams, you know, Aberdeen's and Hibs and Hearts. Gascoigne was just, I wouldn't even say one notch above them, maybe two or three notches above most of these guys. And, and that's the way he played. You know, you, you just, and what I loved about Gascoigne was you never knew what you were going to get. You know, so he would take the ball in, in, in spaces where you would know that, you know, if, if Rangers today, you know, you pass the ball out to Barisic and you know that he'll turn and he'll pass it back, you know, so it was, it's all fairly predictable. That was never the case with Paul Gascoigne. You just didn't know what was coming next. And uh, an absolute top player. It was it was smashing for me personally to see Ronald De Boer, which, because uh, he was, he was top-notch. He's as probably on par with Paul Gascoigne in terms of level of, of ability. Gascoigne was kind of more flair, but uh, technical touch, Ronald De Boer. And he looks, he crossed the ball for a shot at Arvalade, you can see he's still got it. But all in all, cracking day, I was a wee bit disappointed, you know, when we had all the dafties running on the pitch at the end, because I was hoping that they would do a wee, uh, a wee walk round the pitch, but uh, alas, it wasn't to be, because... Ended up, you know, there was quite a few, but no, but other than that, cracking day, good to see uh, some old favourites uh, and kept us occupied. Kept The only game of football I saw in the two weeks to, uh, before Sunday, so as, as I like it, it's Rangers for me. David, can I ask you a question? Do you think we would have won the league if we hadn't sold Gascoigne when we did? Yes, I do. Mm. I do. We, I mean, the... Uh, we a couple of results. The the command result, I mean, completely fucked us. Uh, but we should have won that. We should have we should have won ten in a row. And that was uh, I think we just kind of ran out of steam almost. And then you know when Walter announced that he was leaving, I think that took a wee uh, maybe five percent off us. But the the results in the running, uh, absolutely crushing to be honest, because you wouldn't say that. They were a brilliant side, you know. This is the Celtic of fucking Harold Bratback, and you're thinking, you know, we sh- and we had, you know, uh, th- th- that team. But maybe it was just uh, a hurdle too far for them, and they just kind of ran out of of steam. But no, Gaza was uh, extra special, and I, I don't I never really kind of understood the the reason for Gaza leaving as he did. Because uh, maybe it was because Walter, Walter, you know, who, who clearly 
was was quite good at managing this puzzle. I mean, it would be impossible to kind of manage Paul Gascoigne. It really would be impossible. But Walter was as good at it as anybody. So I think with the when he saw that, that Walter was going, I think Gaza then realised, you know, my time here is done because I don't know what's going to happen. Someone who's uh, who's a who's more serious, who'll be stricter, will will come in and. Uh, because clearly, you see that he's got a weak kind of self-destruct element, Gascoigne, isn't he? But, but in, t- in terms of as a football player, and I think Walter was quite happy for him to go out, just do what you've got, do what you do, Paul. You know, because uh, I, I don't know if, how much coaching is required with a guy at that level. So no, but it was good. To, uh, Saturday was was a good day. We had a few Great drinks. Day, and, yeah, saw some uh, yes. some top-notch Rangers players. Aye, and seeing my. My, my boy Ronald De Boer again. Um, it, honestly, it just it was like that watching that treble season all over again. De Boer crossing the ball in for Advalazzi. Um I mean that's that team's got a, a pod in itself. Um, incidentally, a very underrated treble winning team. We don't talk about that enough, but hey, that's we brought a big summer to fill when it comes. Maybe we'll get to talk about that. Um, last wee bit of news will come to I suppose Mason. I'll come to you about it. Rory Wilson, he's been linked to um, about working 400 clubs by the sounds of it, if you believe some of the papers. Um, a huge, huge talent apparently coming through, just about to get ready to sign his first professional contract. This is where it gets difficult for a young boy, well, not, not even for a young boy's point of view, but for Rangers' point of view as well. Can Rangers really compete with clubs down south? I mean... <laughs> I think Billy Gilmore's ruined a lot of um, pool that we've had because Billy Gilmore's been the shining example of if you're confident enough in your own ability, you can go down and play in the Premier League. Um, <laughs> I think the big pool has always been that you're not going to get a game anywhere. Um, even look at Aaron Hickey going to Bologna. Um, I hope Rory Wilson stays, but it's, you know... It, it's not something I'm going to hold against him if he does decide to go elsewhere. What's your thoughts on it? Well, look, it's, it's, we, you know, we touched on it earlier. You know, it's about what what the boy wants, um, really. If he's if he's chasing money, then you know, um, then he's, he's going to go, isn't he? But um, if he's a you know big Rangers supporter, then I can't really understand why he'd want to go. Surely he'd want to play for the, the team he supported, and and I think he's got a better chance of, of playing for us than he has going down to a lot of clubs that that are linked because they're just going to go and spend money, you know. Uh, as they do, but it's a bit, yeah. It's, it's to lose him for the the kind of fee that that's that's being reported would be another blow to us. I think he's been at the club since he was seven or eight. I think he's literally been there, you know. So, yep. you know, the, the type of yeah fee we're going to get for another talent that we're losing for for peanuts, really. I mean, Billy Gilmore, what we lost him for was a was a still, wasn't it? I know we 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 was going through a little bit of still, um, you know, the darker years at the time. So I think it was was it a million pound or something? You know, that's, that's peanuts. That's nothing. Um, but, you know, I think I've read as well that we've offered him the biggest professional contract um, in, ever um, at Rangers. He would be on the most. So, you know, there's a big incentive for there. But the problem is with, with, with Brexit and getting players, these these Premier League clubs, getting players from abroad is going to be more difficult. Um, as you just mentioned there, Aaron Hickey, Newcastle, are meant to be going for him in the summer and all the money they can spend on a fullback. So... You know, yeah. As, as much as I'm saying it, I'm saying it as a, as a Rangers support. You want to see the best young kids come through, but you know, money, money talks. So, David Tomlinson, I think the one um, shining light is you know for every 
Oh well, I was about to say for every Bill, Billy Gilmore, he is just the prime example, and he's the he's the exception to the rule. But Rangers were is long overdue. Don't get me wrong, but we're now seeing Nathan Patterson coming in, playing regular football, semi-regular football, getting a big move. Alex Lowry, Charlie McCann, Leon Kind being involved in the first team and holding their own. I think that will be that's falling in Rangers players. And it might not be Rory Wilson that we keep, but it might be the next Rory Wilson in a year's time that the pathways will be a bit stronger uh, for these players to come through. Yeah, definitely. But I think Rangers in the past, I mean, my, fa- my father always said, if you, if you give Rangers a, a good player, they'll, they'll ruin them. And that, that seems to be the, the topic at that time. Um and I think we had a clear out about what was it about six seven years ago that they they get rid of the guy was it Sinclair you called the guy that that was uh, that was ahead of the academy Dang. and we get we get rid of him and we we brought in the new guys uh, and a new sort of a structure and I think it seems to be from from that time that uh, the, the, we've got a lot of more players coming through because at that time we were just bringing in big strong guys that were that, that, that were less quality but they were big and strong and we seem to bring now in quality and uh, and try and make them strong and uh, I, I think what Mason said about Chelsea uh, I don't even think Chelsea had to pay, I think it was 900 or a million, I don't even think they had to pay that, I think they only had to pay about 300 but, but they gave us uh, extra so I, I think that Roy, Rory Wilson can go for 300 if Anybody doesn't want to pay him, pay for him, and uh, no, it's it is hope. Yeah, you do hope, and it is a horrible way to lose. But I mean, let's face it, we've been pulling players away from from other teams for years as well, so we can't really complain when other teams do it to us. It, it hurts, but um, as I say, we've been doing it ourselves, so we just need to go on with it and try and bring as many. If, if the young boys see that there is a way to the first team, then they're more likely to stay. Because, I mean, as Mason says, if you, if you go down to a Liverpool or to a... Unless you're really top-notch talent. I mean, look at uh, Billy Gilmer. He's, he's hardly in a game with, with Norwich, and they're getting relegated. So, it's, it's, for me, it's not the way. I think if, you can, if you're going to make it with Rangers, you'll get sold for millions anyway. So, that money that you've earned, it's going to come back to you. Because if you go... Look at... Um, the the boy to Everton, of course, says I'm terrible at names tonight. Um, uh, if you look Patterson. at him, yeah, Patterson. If you look at him, uh, he's not getting a game with Everton even, and he, he's got sold from they're getting to the first team with Rangers. He gets sold for eight million. No, I don't know whether the rules are still the same, but it used to be if you didn't ask for a transfer, you get fifteen percent of the of the the sum. Uh, if you ask for a transfer, you get 10%. I don't know whether it's still like that, but that's the way it used to be. So, I mean, he's, he's going to get a percentage of that $8 million anyway, which will make up for the, the money that he would have got extra in wages. I think it... I think it was a bit more than eight million that one. Um, so I think that was. Uh, I think you're on the right lines, but I he's a, a percentage. He's done his draft. He's been in challenging for the first team at Rangers. It's actually mental that he's went for the bench at Rangers, to the bench at Everton. But I think Nathan Parsons is another one that they have confidence will eventually find his way in the Premier League. Um, David Pollock, we'll get your last thoughts on it, mate. Realistically. Um, between losing players to this and to 
wide players being good enough to come through. How many players is it realistic for Rangers to bring through into the first team every year or two years? It entirely depends on on ability and 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 the character of the of the players themselves. You know, I would me being a bit of a dafty, I would more Alex Lowry would have seen more game time. You know, which is why I'm not Rangers manager. I suppose. <laughs> but, but you would say. That, these guys and and they do as they come through. If they see a path to the first team, then they they could maybe you know adopt you know that their exposure to first team football at Rangers as part of their development, so that when you know it becomes more of a Nathan Parson thing, when you know you've 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 been played football in Europe, you've played been you've played international football, and then when Everton come calling. It's twelve million quid, you know, and Nathan Parsons on Christ knows how much a week, but it's ain't going to be a, you know, it's not going to be peanuts. So, or whether they want to sign a deal with a club now. So, I would hopefully, if if the, depending on on what the strategy of the club is, get some of these young guys in the team. Alex Lowry has, has gone into that team and has not looked out a place. So, I mean, we're we're talking about you know midfielders for Sunday, then. Does Geo seriously consider Alex Lowry as as, as a, a contender for for one of those slots? Clearly, the guy's got the ability, because you know as we were talking about with Joe Aribo and and Scott Arfield, Scott Arfield's going to give you a wee bit more blood and thunder. Alex Lowry's going to be technical and 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 be able to pass through him. So maybe Alex Lowry's a better option than Scott Arfield. So, but that's entirely the manager's decision. But it's it's up to the players themselves whether they see you know cash in now. There's a club here at the door is going to give you ten grand a week, and Rangers are going to offer you three. Then you know, Jesus, no one's that stupid, are they? So off they go. Or whether they do the Nathan Patterson, wait till I broke into into the first team, play European football and score, play international football, and then you're moving for a salary which is about ten, maybe seven or eight times that, and the club will get a transfer fee. So which they're quite happy to pay because you know they're they're more of a finished product. So if, if I was manager Rangers or, or involved in, in that, that first team structure, I would be trying to push our, our academy to the first team at a faster pace than what we've saw, because it happens so rarely. It happens so rarely about, you know, all the players that go through Ock and Howie, how many actually make the first team at, at Ibrox? So, and when we, we do unearth someone who clearly has the ability, then I think we should be uh, prepared to take more of a gamble and. The downside to that is that they get crushed, you know, with the weight of expectation. Because Ibrox, you know, can be a, a hard place to play, you know, and, and if you knew a few st- passes go astray, they, they get the booby grade turn up and say, who the, the fuck, you know, for fuck's sake, you know, add in the name. So it's, it's gosh, it's a balancing act, isn't it? And it's knowing, you know, is, is he a strong enough character to put up with that? So It does pick up easier when you're in a winning team. Isn't it? It's um, it's just part and parcel that when the when we were in the third setting first, or when we first came up to the S, the chip, rip, can I speak? When we first came up to the Premiership, Miles Beerman, like I'm never I'm never saying that Miles Beerman was good enough to make the first team, right? But he probably got crushed a bit quicker than what he would have, just because he's playing in a shite team. You know what I mean? I think one of the one of the things though, that stops the boys coming through. I think Lowry will get a lot more game time, but the, seemingly from what I've heard, they're only allowed 
uh, to uh, play five games in the first team and then they're banned from going back to the reserve team, to the B team. So I think that's going to stop players coming to that. I think that's a rule that needs to be looked at. That, that I think you should actually be able to play in two of them. I, if I remember right back to the reserve game, Dave, you'll know is, is better than I do. Uh, going back to the reserve time, they used to be able to, be, to play more games, used to be able to play. Some players played for one team and then played for the, the first team, then played for the second team during the week. So you'll know better than me that. You could dip in and out at will. You know, you, you could you could have played every game for Rangers at Ibrox because you just play for the reserve team one week and, and then the first team the next. So it was possible. There was no restriction whatsoever in dipping in and out of the reserves. You know, there was, they were seen as just a first team reserve team. So they were interchangeable in any quantity. And I see your, uh, your dog behind you, Davy. Obviously, echoes that thought. Um, whoever's dog's barking totally agrees that we should get more youth players in. But, it's, um, no, it's no my dog, I'm afraid. It's, it's, it's not it's, the it's dog, is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, good. Well, that's as good a place to wrap it up as I see a reporter just turned up at the door. <laughs> so, can, can I just add, add one thing? Is, is there Celtic supporters at the Ibrox? And... Aye, 800 of them. 800 oh. too many, as far as I'm fucking concerned. Yeah, well, I, I, was, cause I was just, I've, I've been practicing this joke all week, so I'm going to say it. The, the thing with Celtic supporters have got common with the Russians. They both had a brain drain. That's it. <laughs> fucking hell. Right, before we get shut down, we'll say our goodbyes and, as always, the predictions for Sunday. Mason, I've got to start with you. How do you see Sunday going? And thank you for coming on, as always, mate. No, thanks for having me back on. Uh, to David, really enjoyed that. Um, Sunday, I'm going to go 3-1 to, to Rangers. Um, and uh, Kamar Roof. He's going gonna, he's gonna to notch, notch the first one. There you go. Always a pleasure. Never a chore. David Tomlinson, what are you going for? Okay, I think if Rangers get the first goal, I think Celtic will collapse. So I'm going to go one better. I'm going to go for 4-1. Oh, I'd take it. I would take it. And last but not least, David Pollock. Always good to have you on, mate. Thank you. Oh, it's always good to be on, Colin. Yeah, and... Uh just getting me all excited about Sunday, you know, so you know, oh, the adrenaline's pumping, the battle fever's on, but in, in terms of Sunday, obviously, it's I'm going for a 3-1 also. Uh, I'm hope we will score first. I think it's absolutely crucial that that happens, so, but no doubt that uh, I, I expect them to see, but I'm hoping that if Rangers uh, get them in a position where they're required to charge at us, we can start picking them off. Then, then I think Davy's uh, prediction is probably going to be a wee bit more accurate because I think we could take a few off from if they do that. And they, uh, they, if they go for us when we're in a position of strength, then it could get horrible for them, hopefully. Well, thank you all for listening as always. I am going to give my prediction 4-2 to Rangers. Um, I find Rangers will be... Uh, I think Rangers will be the better team over the game, but I do see Celtic coming out and cause Celtic causes a bad ball. I think it'll be a good game, but genuinely, I, I said that the winner is Sunday will go and win the league. I, I think it'll be Rangers. I think on Sunday Rangers will show up, and over the next month, this this Rangers team are more equipped to go the distance than Celtic. And when push really comes to shove. My bias as it may be, my money's um, on the Rangers uh, betting slip. Um, so 4-2 I'm going for. 
Hope everybody really enjoys Sunday. Um, if you're there at Ibrox, you know, fucking roll on. If you're there watching for the telly, whether it's Germany, London, or, you know, Fife, whatever, roll on to the telly as well. Um, you know, this is it's win or bust. It's time to go. Thank you all very much for listening. We are the people.